It's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener, and the gang's all here. We have John McAlevey up here in Jersey. And Matt Lachlan joins us from Nashville. He's on the road with the Devils. And uh, Matt, you flew out in this mess, huh? Yeah, we did. Uh, as I was mentioning before we started to record, didn't even de-ice. At least, I don't think we did. Okay. I don't recall. I don't all recall right. it happening. Sometimes you just sit down and you get into a book or a conversation and you right. don't realize that you've been de-iced. But I don't think we were. And it was smooth flight. Oh, that's good. Flight. That's great. Well, you're a seasoned traveler anyway, so... Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Jersey. As hoops. long as the pilot is, as long as the pilot, <laughs> that's the case, right? That, that is critical for sure. Let's jump into it uh, with Rutgers. Last time we spoke, um, had a nice win against Northwestern at Northwestern, and they came home and uh, and had a nice uh, overtime win against Ohio State. And then last night uh, looked pretty good against Penn State. And uh, I got to tell you, Penn State has a Five guards, basically. They don't have any size at all. Uh, and they just, uh, they couldn't handle Rutgers' defense. And, you know, Rutgers there with their 65 points. It seems like every game they're in the 60s. And it all depends on where the other uh, team is. And in this case, uh, uh, Penn State just had no offense. And uh, they were just ice cold from three. Even some of the open looks they had weren't dropping. And uh, it was just that kind of night for Penn State. And Rutgers, you know, let's give them credit for having, you know, a stifling defense. Defense is is one of the better defenses probably in the country. It's just the uh, the offense that that uh, probably needs a little more work. And uh, and they're looking pretty good though at uh, fourteen and six overall, six and three in the conference. I mean, they did have a rough go in uh, in at Michigan State. Uh, they just couldn't put the ball in the ocean, and Michigan State got hot from three, and it just didn't work out. But uh, you know, it's pretty tough to win there. And um, so far, though, guys, uh, you know, Rutgers is uh, is uh, is playing playing good basketball for the most part. And again, leading with defense and just getting enough offense to to keep them six and three in the conference and and looking good uh, for uh, for a tournament bid. I don't know that they can win the conference. They're sitting in second place. They're two games behind Purdue as we record this, but everything is shaping up uh, for. NCAA appearance. Uh, I don't think they have to worry about how they perform in the tournament. They just have to continue to play well during the regular season. And there's no reason to think that it won't happen. Uh, their Ken Palm is high. Uh, they're going to get the requisite 20 wins. So uh, I don't think there's any doubt that Steve Peichel's team is going to the tournament. I agree wholeheartedly with both of you. And I have to say, you know, much as I had to eat my words with Daniel Jones and his performance with the Giants this season. When we first started this podcast earlier this year, this was, I think the last time we were all together was right around when Rutgers played Seton Hall. And, and I basically, you know, scoffed at the fact that Rutgers had any chance to make the NCAA tournament. And I have to say, Steve Peichel, whatever the secret sauce is, he just has teams that will just, lock people up. The old saying I used to tell you guys, and I used to teach my kids, and it's nothing that I've ever come up with, but the old offense comes and goes, but defense travels, and they play their same game. You know the exact same game you're going to get out of them every time out. It's amazing. They're, they're, it's never way up. It's never way down. They're always in every game, even at the Breslin Center or Michigan State. They were in the game until late, and, um, you know, 
Cam Spencers of the world and Mawat Mags and Andre Hyatt, they just seem to be getting it done at the most inopportune, the most opportune times. And again, my hat is off to them. The fact that they're in second place in the Big Ten Conference this at this point in the season is, to me, it's eye-opening. It really is. Yeah, listen, and it was on display last night. I mean, the defense was stifling again. Penn State's small. Like I said, they got just a bunch of guards, man. But they can shoot you out of the gym. They get hot from three, you're in trouble. And uh, that just wasn't the case last night. They just couldn't hit anything. You know, Rutgers, again, played their defense and played it well and uh, and got in, got in their face enough. And they had no inside game at all. So it was all long shots. And they just weren't falling. And, uh, you know, Rutgers had, you know, enough enough on the offensive side. Again, um, you know, that'll be the struggle for them uh, moving forward. I mean, now Cam Spencer is, you know, he had a little run. I thought it was just because the competition was getting a little tougher. He had a little run where he wasn't uh, doing well. And then he, you know, had a nice little streak there and and was phenomenal um, at Northwestern and at Purdue with huge shots late, basically won both of those games. And that was huge on the road. But, uh, you know, he's gone cold again, so he's got to find his shot. Hopefully he will. They're getting enough offense from other uh, sources. Andre Hyatt was great last night. I think he's a guy who really, I think he's, the sky's the limit for that guy. I mean, he's got, he can do everything on the court. Um, you know, he just comes and goes. Uh, Paul Mulcahy, again, you know, had a nice night. Nice all-around game. You know, Cliff is going to be, Omori's going to be who he's going to be. I mean, he's 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 a beast on defense. Uh, he rebounds. Uh, he's just not going to be that guy with the low post moves. That's just not going to happen. He's a guy who plays above the rim, very athletic. Be interesting to see how it works out for him at the next level. If it does, um, I think he should come back another year. A lot of Rutgers uh, fans are saying that, but of course they want to see him back. I mean, he's a terrific player. It's just that, uh, you know, it doesn't look like he's going to develop any kind of, uh, you know, low post moves or that or that five to 10 foot shot. It's just that it hasn't been happening. That that just hasn't gone in that direction. You know, but, it's disappointing, uh, Steve, you have to say. I mean, the fact that, I mean, he, he's so athletic. He, he, he does everything except they, he just, and offensively, he's so challenged. I mean, he, yeah. you talk about coming back. I, I don't think he would, he's certainly not going to get drafted in the NBA. I mean, I wouldn't think he'd be, not even close to being a first round pick, let alone a second. Yeah, it's all. I guess it's all up, right, Matt? It's all up to what the scouts see, and and uh, yeah, you know, you know, because he is quite an athlete, and he he can jump, he can, you know, he can see what he can do above the rim. Is that enough to get to the NBA? What What are your thoughts, Matt? Oh, it's it's enough to get to the NBA. I think at some point, I don't know that it's enough to get drafted. I mean, they only have two rounds. Yeah, right. right. You throw in all the European players and. Yeah, you know, there are no, a lot of guys out of U.S. colleges that are that are getting drafted overall. So I don't think he'll get drafted, but I think at some point, once the draft's over, he'll be given a chance to make a team, you know, summer league, and then maybe get a contract, maybe D league and or, or G league rather, and and go from there. So I, you know, I, I mean, I think because that body is something you can't buy in a store, I think he is intriguing as we've all decided and discussed, but. You know, I don't know if right now the skills are there where he'd be drafted. You know, if there was yeah. a seventh round of the draft, somebody would take <laughs> yeah. a shot. Right. No, they'll develop in, in the G right. League and they'll go from there. Right. But yeah. my concern about Rutgers only is, and John, I agree with you wholeheartedly, defense does travel. There's no reason why that should ever rest. You can always come and be fired up. 
I just wonder what happens with Rutgers when they have to score buckets. Yeah. Yeah. They're just not a big offensive team. But you know what? You take it. Only one yeah. team's going to be walking off with they, they just have Jim Nance handing yeah. the trophy. So, yeah. They, they have trouble pulling away from teams, and that's why, like we've said it numerous times, you know, it's a rock fight, and that's what they get into. Now, now last night was not a rock fight. They were able to pull away, uh, but uh, but in, in most cases, they just don't pull away from the other team, and then they stay in it, and it looks like, you know, they'll, they'll give you a look like they'll go up seven or nine or so, and it looks like they're going to uh, take over the game, and then, uh, you know, they go on. Uh, the, the the offense uh, goes cold, and the team yeah. the other team gets back in the game, and and so the problem with that guys, of course, is that you, it's left to chance, you know, a bad bounce or whatever, and you you don't get that bad bounce, and and the other team gets the two or the three that they need, and and you end up on the losing end of it. So that's what can, can yeah. happen. Now yeah, this they, year they they've been on the winning end of those games, which right. is good. As the Rutgers guy here, what like Matt said. He, he, if it comes down to a one possession game, um, Rutgers brings the ball, they get the rebound, they get the stop they need. They bring it to the front court. Steve Peichel burns his last time out and he runs his play for Cam Spencer was, was ice. He was, he was fantastic for a while there, but now he didn't even play the second half. He played only a couple minutes in the second half. He's gone cold again. So it's interesting. I would say, I would say, you know, a couple games ago, Cam Spencer, but now he's gotten cold um, Andre Hyatt was big last night. He had, they hit a little run there. We had like, um, a couple threes and, and a dunk, um, which, which, when the game was close and he kind of broke it open. Right. So it was Andre Hyatt. But I, I think right now you kind of got to go with, especially with the way he's been playing on the road, Cam Spencer. And by the way, he hits every, all his foul shots. He's in the nineties, you know, on percentage in, in, on his foul well, that's shots. That's huge when you have someone who so, can take the free throws. Yeah, him. I mean, Paul Mulcahy, he can take the shot. Even Caleb can take the shot. He's just, uh, you know, he's a defensive guy, and he's not the most Yeah, I, I wouldn't go with him. He, I would say Mulcahy. Yeah, Mulcahy, he's too. He's the guy. He's the experienced guy. Um, no guarantee that he's going to drain it, but I think last second, he's the guy they'll go to. Yeah. Yep. He's and, at least got to have the ball in his hand, whether he's running pick and roll or whatever, because he's a very good passer. Let him let him make the decision. He's the he's the de facto point guard coach on the floor, right, Matt? Like the old days. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah and then right you, you know, guys, listen. If you get it down low to Cliff, it's just it's still too much to chance, you know. I mean, so I, I don't know if that you know that's the idea to get it down to him, especially last night with all these small guys. You know, he had small people on him, but uh, he really it wasn't like he do, he dominated down low so much as as um uh you know just uh you know fast break points and, and, uh, you know, grabbing and dunking, which is, you know, what we know he can do very well. Um, well, they would foul him immediately if he gets the ball down low. Yeah. But you know, here's the thing though. He's hitting his foul shots. Rutgers is hitting their foul shots. That's a big yeah. thing here too. We got to talk about that because they've always struggled at the line and this year they're hitting their foul shots. So it's a big part of it, playing good defense and hitting their foul shots. It keeps them in games. And then down the stretch, they can pull these games out. But as we said a couple times here now, is that, the, you know, those real close games, again, you know, where it's just back and forth and back and forth, it's left to chance too much instead of seeing a, a really good offensive team pulling away. Um, so when you have that off that balance of, uh, of an excellent defensive team and an excellent offensive team, well, then you got, right, right? You got a, you got a final four-level team. So they're probably short of that only because of the offense end of it, but the defense is, is impressive. And again, it was, yeah. 
It was and last see, night. How about we have yeah. to mention how recruiting is now taking on a life of its own. He's already, they've gotten the commitment of her. I know it's a verbal and those necess- aren't necessarily worth their weight in whatever, but uh, a five-star top five player yeah. in the nation, Ace Bailey yeah, from- has committed to uh, verbally committed. Georgia. Uh, he joins Delquan Warren. They've got, you know, a top 15 class, it seems. Yeah. Let's let's not sleep on. Um, They're trying to get Ron Harper Jr. Ron Harper Jr.'s brother is yeah. like the top five player uh, in the class, and he has yet to make his decision. And Rutgers is is quite high on his list, as you can yeah. imagine. Yeah, and you think that he would, you know, follow his brother to Rutgers, but we'll see. But yeah, no, the recruiting recruiting story has been great. You know, the, and these guys, these these players, they come to the rack and they see that energy. It's just, and again, last night was incredible too with Penn State in the house. There was still, it was a packed house. And uh, it was uh, it was really just, it's a lot of fun. It really is. It's fun going to these Amazing. games. It really is. So then, uh, and we'll get over to Seton Hall, but just, uh, you know, tough matchup coming up against Iowa. And then, they, you know, they come home, then they got to get that game against Minnesota because then they go to, to uh, Madison Square Garden to play Michigan State, so they give up that home game uh, at the rack. They play uh, play uh, Michigan State at the Garden, so you got a neutral site right there. And then at Indiana and at Illinois, so a lot, you know, still the Big Ten Conference, a lot of challenges there. And then uh, you know they got to go to Wisconsin, and you know they end up with going to Penn State and, and Minnesota at the end of the year. So you know, favorable uh, schedule at the end of the year, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's looking good for Rutgers so far. It's six and three in the conference, so we'll take that all day. But again, a tough one coming up against uh, I. Anytime you go to Iowa City, it's that, that's a tough one for, for any. Yeah, for any and we'll team. see a little bit more about them. They've only played what five games yeah. away from home, so you know the challenges will be there on the road for sure. I mean, they're excellent at home. Twelve and two. You know, one of those losses to Seton Hall. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, <laughs> had to clear my throat there. But um, hey, but they're win. they're they're gonna have to face uh, you know going to the Lions Den on the road. Yeah, and oh, there's no question. So that it, it's uh, it's never you know it's the it's the Big Ten, just like the Big East. I mean, these are tough conferences, and you got to battle every night. How so is there only one team from the Big Ten in the top twenty-five. Yeah, is yeah. that and it's the number one team in the nation, right? It's Purdue. That's Purdue. it. Purdue. Who's on a roll, six in a row. At Purdue, they got one loss. That's unbelievable. Yeah, they they outlasted yeah. Maryland. At, just just you know, Maryland played them tough, but they they beat them. And you know, it was Rutgers that beat them at that at uh, Purdue. I think that was that is that their last loss. I think so. So they they've had six straight. So it's, it's good team. Their only loss. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that Maryland that Maryland team is kind of fallen. But yeah, that win against Purdue, you can't take it away from them. But it's amazing. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a matter of they're eating their young in the Big Ten. I don't know if there's some regional bias in the voting of the AP 25. I'm sure they try to balance it out. Well, they really all kind of, peculiar. you know, Ohio State was in there for a little while. So was uh, who else was in uh, Maryland was in the top 25 earlier in the season. So they were all dabbled in there. But, you know, again, as you you put it, Matt, you said, you know, that the conference eats its own and they do. They just beat each other up and they all drop out. Now, look, Rutgers gets in there 23, all excited and boom, they go to the Breslin Center and goodbye, lose to Michigan State. And so, uh, was it? Come on, it's a very good team. It's, it still is. Oh, it's still Michigan State. It's still East Lansing. Come on, 
Um, so that's a tough night. And, even, and they were they were cold and boom, so they drop out. And uh, that's that's the way, that's life uh, in the big tents. But let's, uh, let's move over to Seton Hall. Let's take a break here. We'll uh, have a quick announcement from LG Insurance and then we'll be back. The Jersey Hardwood Podcast is brought to you by LG Insurance. We're talking Jersey basketball and we're backed by a Jersey company located right in Long Branch. For all your insurance needs, residential and commercial, just search LG Insurance. A great team is on hand to answer your questions and get the coverage that you need. Hey, we're back. It's the Jersey Hardwood podcast sponsored by LG Insurance. Let's talk uh, Seton Hall here, guys. And, um, you know, the uh, the Pirates did what they needed to do, Matt. They had uh, the two wins on the road. And then they did what you said they couldn't do. And that's beat Connecticut. Uh, which they did at uh, at the Rock, and then they dropped their last game to uh, a very good Marquette team. So uh, this is Seton Hall, twelve and nine overall, five and five in the Big East. But you know, coming up on some winnable games here at Butler, at St. John's, and then they come home. They got the Paul and Creighton, so they can go on a little run here, Matt. This, there's no reason why Seton Hall can't threaten for. Um, for uh, a, a a bid to the uh, the dance, they've got a lot of work to do. I, I think that there's no doubt that they're an NIT team. I'm not sure. I still don't know what their personality is. I know what they want to be. They want to be a defensive oriented team. I think they want to play very aggressively. But there are times, and listen, you're talking about young men. I get it. It's college athletics. But they do come off that win against Connecticut, and they absolutely stunk at home against Marquette. It was decent first half. They were within striking distance, but they turned the ball over 26 times in the game. And you're not going to win that way. So I'm not really sure. I agree with you. The schedule is somewhat favorable. Butler's not very good. Uh, DePaul is not good. They can beat St. John's. They've done that already. But I I don't know. You know, I the, the Connecticut game was terrific. They looked horrific in the first half, but they put together an awesome second half. They were down by as many as 17. And they were able to come back. Yeah, Connecticut was great in the comeback. midst of a wonky little moment there, but uh, uh, can't take it away from Seton Hall. But I, I'm just not sure who they are, quite frankly. Saturday will tell a tale. And Johnny, yeah. you know, you yeah. see, you know it in the Big East, you know, uh, with your Providence Friars who are in the top 25 here. And so... Um, what are you seeing from Seton Hall? You know, uh, well, they got hot there for a while, as Matt was saying. They won a couple of road games that they needed to win, and they they came back that incredible comeback, uh, the tip in by Nadefo or the putback to, to to come all the way back and beat a uh, Danny Hurleyless Connecticut Huskies. I guess he had COVID at the time, and yeah. they were flying high. And I'm looking down at my list, and I'm thinking. Wow, we got a win at Seton Hall. That looks better and better by the day. And um, as Matt said, sort of stubbed their toe, but Marquette is really good. Um, yeah, they are. You know, you get a chance to see them play. And Shaka Smart, there was a reason why he was at Texas. He was one of the top young coaches, and he's got them rolling now. They have guards, they have bigs, they have, you know, mid sized guys. They can score, they can play in a lot of different ways. They can play a half court game and they can get out and run. So, you know, losing to them is is not, you know, anything to hang your head on. 
But um, yeah, it looks like they're they're trending in the right direction, and it will be interesting to see if Shaheen can keep the ship going in that in that direction. Yeah, their strength of schedule is good. Their Ken Palm is borderline. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're not going to be able to stumble the rest of the way. I, I, I mean, I think the best for Seton Hall would be to finish. Well, the best would be to make some miraculous run and get some help. And somehow the mathematics works out and you're the Big East regular season champion. But realistically, I, I think the best case scenario for Seton Hall is to finish in that fifth, sixth spot. Right now, UConn is tied with them at five and five. Uh, if you can get to fifth, that'll give you the NIT un- un- undoubtedly. And then depending on what you do in the tournament, et cetera, you might be able to get a bid, you know, last four in type of thing. Uh, I think it's a stretch. There, there's a lot of faith that Holloway has in his players. Uh, last night, Tyree Samuel was at the Devils game and he was a guest of mine doing the, uh, during the first intermission. And he repeated what he had said earlier in the season, a couple of weeks before. And I, I don't think it was the, after the UConn game, but at any rate, he said, I think we can go to the final four. We got that kind of depth. Now I'm all for youthful enthusiasm. <laughs> he might've been over, uh, you know, overstating the case, but you know, he believes the talent's there. So could Seton hall go on a run that puts them in a position to get an NCAA bid? I, I guess I just, ha- the inconsistency is what's troublesome uh, to yeah. me, but, but you know, if they had beaten Providence, I get it. They didn't. They had Xavier on the road, on the ropes, chance to win it at the end, and they didn't. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. You know, you are what your record says you are. But as Holloway said after the loss, he said, you know, we 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 could be seven and three in the conference, six and four for sure, and then everything looks a lot different. So maybe they'll get their act together. I, I I'm more of the doubting Thomas at this point. They're going to have to prove it to me. I hope it happens. But they're gonna have to prove it to me. Yeah, and they didn't have the defensive effort against Marquette that they needed, right? I mean, you giving up seventy four there, and they're kind of they're very they're similar to Rutgers in that lane. You know, they're a pretty strong defensive team that just doesn't score that much. I mean, what Kadari Richmond, Alamir Dawes, and Tyree Samuel all 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 three players are right about averaging ten points for the season. So it's, and you know, Richmond, you know, he'll do, he'll go for 18 or 20, but then he'll, he'll disappear, which, uh, which happens. And we, and we see that, and I see that on the, with, you know, Rutgers uh, as well with players uh, stepping up and then, and then, you know, disappearing for a couple, uh, uh, a couple games. So, um, so yeah, I, from a consistency standpoint, Matt, um, they're just not consistently, you can't, you can't hang on that one guy who's going to get you 16 to 20 a game. Right. You're just not getting that guy. No, but a good new, good thing is that the schedule turns friendlier. Uh, albeit a couple of road games, but Butler has has really been awful this year. You know, Fat Mata coming in, there was a lot of hope that he could turn them around. I know Rome wasn't built in a day, but they've really been awful. Um, so you have Butler on the road, and then a beatable St. John's team. Some night St. John's looks like an NCAA door. NCAA tournament team other nights, they look terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have those two, and then you're home for DePaul. So there's a run there where you, you'd like to get yeah. at least two out of three. Wouldn't you say, Matt, if not all three, get greedy? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think you need to get all three. And yeah. then depending on where you are, Creighton's getting better. They're, yeah. They've gotten healthy, and they're a much better team than they were. And much better at home. So you got them at the Rock. So, the, you know, those you, you can easily... 
and I don't want to say easily. Well, that's you, what they're you gonna can have to win do. four. You can win these four. They're gonna have four. To, well, they're gonna have to pull an upset at home. Yeah. Like they they got Nova, but Nova's down this year. They still yeah. have George down to play. They're gonna have to beat Xavier and or Creighton at home. If you can do that, mm-hmm. then you boost your chances while winning the games you're quote unquote supposed right. to win. Right. Uh, so uh, I, I think it's it's still out there for them, but they're going to have to pull one of those upsets at home. It's going to have to be yeah. Creighton. Um, yeah, but just like the, you know, the Big Ten. Or, and the, or Xavier, or yeah. Xavier, yeah. Yeah. Just like the Big Ten and the Big East, it's all there in front of you. So if you can run the table and, and you know, uh, that's they're why. They're not going to run the table. They're, they're yeah, not the, going to run the table. The, that's yeah, the problem. Well, there's they're still an opportunity. <laughs> Again, and like you said, and it's not the Nor- it's not the Villanova that we know of. I mean, Jay Wright moves on, and and you know they're they're down. Uh, so you know you got Georgetown again. So there is the possibility of going on a run. But you're right. It's the it's the Xavier's and the Pride, and you got Providence at the end of the year. So there's still some some good teams ahead. Uh, but, Four teams in the Big East in the top twenty-five. That's all I'm going to say. Well, no, hey, listen, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not fighting that. Big East, uh, Big East has some. Uh, is always a good. Uh, it was, it was supposed to be a down year for the no. Big East. It's all. It, listen, yeah, I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised at how well a number of the teams, including mine, have. have well, you're looking at so far. You're looking at Villanova being down because they're notorious, so they're always at the top there. But I mean, still, you've got. Uh, you come on, you got Marquette. You got Xavier. Yeah, this is the year. And you got if Providence. Villanova, Matt. I'm, I'm and, and right Connecticut. there with you. It's funny. My yeah. um, my nephew Charlie is a manager. Did I tell you guys he's a manager on the Providence team? Yeah, yeah you're yeah. saying that. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my That's god! Great. In fact, they're playing tonight as we record this. It's it's uh, Wednesday night. Uh, they play eight thirty. They're home for Butler, and Charlie's texting me that he's on the mop duty today. So I said, Hey, I'll see <laughs> you on TV later on. So. That's great. He's having the time of his life. The players have, have accepted him and made him a that's great. Uh, you know, like a he's one of the guys. He goes to the goes out with the crew after the game. He goes to dinner with them. They they uh Coach Cooley is is um not just the guy that you see on TV that's super guy. He's just a really a classy guy and he's he's done a lot for, for obviously the team and the school, but he's really great to the managers and so it's Charlie's awesome. having the time of his life. Oh, it must be great. That's awesome. Yeah that, yeah, that is great. And Matt, you're down in uh, Nashville there. What the Devils? Uh, Devils at Nashville, and then where do you go? Dallas. Okay. We finish on Friday. Short trip, two days, two games, and uh, then we got a week off, or more than a week, leading up to the All Star break. And so awesome. after Friday, we don't play again until uh, February sixth. Nice, a nice little break. That's great. And the Devils are looking better. Yeah. yeah, they've been playing. They've been playing. Oh, they're good. great. Yeah, they're back good hockey playing the way they did earlier. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Fantastic. So good stuff there. So yeah, so we'll uh, cover this all the way to the end, guys. We'll get into March Madness, the whole bit. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, both teams uh, still in it and, st- and looking to uh, looking to get that bid into the tournament, man, because that's what it's all about. We'll follow it the whole way. I'm Steve Titchener here. Matt Lachlan down in Mashville. John McLeave over there in New Providence. We'll catch you all in another week, and we'll talk more Jersey basketball. Check our site, moresportsnow.com, and catch us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you're, uh, wherever you find your podcasts, we're there. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.